we had done like some catching drills and stuff and it was just a basic go route. So we just, I just ran down the field and the first two times I completely missed it. The, the difference from the high school quarterback level to the college is just insane. And so I wasn't really expecting it the first two throws. And on the third one, they're like, just run and don't worry about the ball, just run. So I ran and then they were like, look. And so I looked and it just hit my fingertips and fell. And so after that, Coach Bowles like, well, I've seen all I can see. So. A special edition of the Wild Sports Podcast. We've got a signing day special. It's the day after the initial early signing day. I guess it closes on Friday. But Wyoming signed 15 guys, 14 to scholarship, one preferred walk-on. So I've got Josh Criswell with me. And then coming up, we have one of those signees, Robert Munoz and myself, we talked with Isaac Shanefeld. We always love talking to Shanefeld. Great kid, great guy, phenomenal football player as well. And so we talked about representing Rock Springs, what it means to sign with the Cowboys, and all kinds of good stuff with Shanefeld. So we'll get into all that. But first, Josh and I are going to break down the class, if it were the 14 plus 115 total. What are your initial impressions of – the 15 guys that the Cowboys are bringing in, Josh? You know, I think I was pretty impressed. I think it was uh, one of those where heading into those final weeks before signing day, you were kind of wondering, okay, um, you know, obviously have some commits. Are those guys going to stay? And I think for me, the thing that if you're a Cowboy fan, you have to be most pleased with is you didn't really lose anybody down the stretch. You know, we've seen any school in the country, it doesn't matter who you are. You could be Florida State going up against an FCS school and you might lose the top recruit in the country. But now I think with Wyoming, they really locked in on the guys they wanted. They got them to commit. And then those guys didn't waver on that commitment. Uh, one thing that they talked about a lot at the press conference a lot of these guys have been to campus multiple times, which I think is big, especially whenever you're going out and recruiting a very freshman heavy class at this point, 15 freshmen coach bold hinted that they might dip into the transfer portal more than they might in a normal year. Still not going to go crazy with it, but I think if you're targeting a heavy high school class, you have to have kids that you know are bought in to play at Wyoming specifically here. We hear it all the time. It takes a special kind of kid that, wants to play at Wyoming. So I think that was one of the big things is that they didn't really lose anybody. You didn't see any, you know, high profile or three-star commits uh, that kind of jumped ship at the last minute. So I'm sure we'll kind of dive into the specifics here in a bit, but I think that just really impressed me. You know, it, you know, it wasn't a top 30 class, top 50 class, but at Wyoming, you don't really get those, you know, I don't think they've ever had a five-star, maybe one four-star in the past almost two decades ago. So, um, you know, I think getting the amount of eight three stars and then also eight guys that were in the top 20 in their respective home states, I really think that's about as good as you can ask for for the early signing period. Yeah, they certainly got to work. The recruiting crew got to work eight three stars, as Josh just mentioned. That, that's a big deal. I know stars may not matter if you talk to the right person. You probably talk to – J.J. Watt or the UW football staff, they'll, they'll tell you stars don't matter, but they look good, and they certainly 
get the attention of other recruits, stars, stars. When you have stars, people pick up the phone. That's basically what happens. And I thought it was a, a phenomenal class from the standpoint that it really, all these guys look like based on their high school tape, they're willing to play tough Wyoming football, University of Wyoming Cowboy, Craig Bowles style football. They picked up four offensive linemen, I believe, which the, the tape on the offensive linemen looks incredible. Guys who are really willing to get, get the work done in the trenches. And honestly, that was a big problem all year long was the offensive line. They weren't open up enough holes for the run game. Hard to throw the ball when you don't have a whole lot of time. So, you know, depth on the offensive line never hurts. Obviously, we've seen throughout Craig Bowles' tenure, it's really hard to get in there and get early playing time. But, you know, still good stuff, good stuff. Who who stuck out to you? I'm sure you've watched some of these guys' tape. Who stuck out to you on their tape, Josh? Yeah, you mentioned the offensive line. I think that's one of the biggest things that stood out to me. You know, they ran through all the highlight reels and all that good stuff at the press conference yesterday. And I think the, the press first thing... conference that Josh is referring to, UW had a nice little unveiling ceremony of all 15 of their signees where Ian McGrew talked about each player and then Coach Bowl answered some questions. But go no, ahead. No, you're Sorry, good. Josh. But, uh, yeah, I think the biggest thing that jumped out to me is just the physicality um, and also the, I guess, that mix of physicality with being able to move around a little bit, right? Like a lot of times – you see these big, powerful high school alignment and they've kind of got lead for feet. And these guys, that really wasn't the case at all. You know, you saw them pulling around, finishing off blocks, uh, just really, it, it kind of seemed uh, maybe a little bit cliche to say this, but it's like you said, kind of that hard-nosed style that you have to have whenever you're playing in an offense that at least recently kind of lives and dies by the run. So I think that's going to be huge. Uh, me being a from Texas originally, I was really impressed just looking at the stats from, I think it's a Mikel Janis uh, out of Beaumont, Texas. He played, uh, you know, I have a little bit more insight into this just because I used to cover high school football in that region. And I mean, he played in what's in my opinion, the toughest district and the highest class classification in the state of Texas. I mean, this is a program that's littered with guys that are going to power five programs, Texas A&M, Alabama, Auburn's places like that. He didn't allow a single sack all season long, 49 pancake blocks. I mean, that was really impressive. Everybody across the board on that O-line uh, really stood out to me. And then another guy that I'm really interested to see was uh, Caleb Merritt, first team uh, all state, I believe at receiver and kick returner. And he was limited a little bit by an injury. I think he only played six games, but close to double digit touchdowns. I want to say he had around uh, 800, 900 yards from scrimmage. So he really impressed me. He kind of stood out. I believe he made his commitment early on in the season. And he was kind of one of those initial names that stood out to me. And then aside from that, I'm really impressed with the running back they got out of Nebraska, LJ Richardson, listed at 6'1", 215. Really seems like he could be that legit power back uh, that could kind of mix in with uh, Titus Swin, DeWine McNeely. Uh, so really, and I think that was big too, you know, they have uh, a guy that we didn't really see at all this year, but everyone spoke really highly of was DQ James 
thing with DQ is he's everybody says talks about his explosive nature. So I think having two young guys, you know, having DQ and then having LJ Richardson is kind of that power back is going to be a lethal one two punch at some point in these next few years. No doubt. Those those two guys could be, you know, the X and Swen and you never know. You never know. It's hard to make any specific declarations when it comes to recruiting. All these kids have a lot, lot to build on in terms of their football careers and a lot of time to get better and get ready to play at the college football level. Guy stood out to me strictly for his name, other than the ones that you guys that you just mentioned, is Jagger Philippone. Absolutely phenomenal name. Plays offensive line. He's out of Torrey Pines. In California, Torrey Pines is a nice neighborhood there in the San Diego area. But great name, phenomenal name. Can't wait to potentially meet him and talk to him about playing offensive line one of these days. So, hey, coming coming from Torrey Pines, other- maybe he might be able to help out the golf team here a little bit. <laughs> but no, a, a quick note. A quick note on him though. Something that stood out to me the very first thing I noticed was I'm pretty sure he's got a sister that plays beach volleyball at Pepperdine, and then a dad who I think was on the U.S. men's national rowing team. So I mean, you're you've got a guy that comes from a family of athletes. That's athletic. That's athletic. U.S. rowing. I'm I'm not talking to any rowers. Rowers are an interesting crew. Not to make a joke there, but. Yeah, I I think that Coach Bowl did really well in the early signing day period. They're limited to 85 scholarship players. They brought in 15. I don't know how many are currently on the roster under scholarship, but in theory they have about 10, 10 to play with for the rest of the – there's a junior college transfer portal coming up here for about a month, and then the – what. We probably all grew up with as signing day that first Wednesday in February. So the national signing day, as as some people will tell you. But so there, there's still some room to add to this class. Excited to see what what's to come. Any other notes on this signing class before we get into one of the signees from the signing class? Yeah, I think one thing uh, I tweeted it out after Coach Bull said it at the press conference, but. Yeah, you know, I, I think he, he didn't go out and say, hey, we're going to raid the transfer portal like we're Utah State last offseason. But he did say that they're going to monitor it, I think, a little bit more than usual, which if you're a Wyoming fan, I think that's all you can ask for. I think uh, they've had a really good strategy of how to build the base of this team as far as those homegrown talents you bring in as true freshmen. But it's 2021 and at some point in time you really have to kind of embrace the transfer portal they've done it in the past Azizi Hearn a huge part of the top passing defense in the Mountain West this year Trey Smith number two leading rusher the season before but if you're going to compete and go out and try to win a Mountain West championship it's nothing you know against going heavy on high school which I think is probably the biggest key to your success on the recruiting thing, but you got to at least be able to bring in some more reinforcements. So I think just Craig Bull saying that they're more open to kind of peeking in that transfer portal is something that UW fans should be happy about. Yes. Once upon a time, technically Josh Allen was a transfer to the university of Wyoming. And then my favorite cowboy of all time guy who's been on this podcast a couple of times, Jacob Hollister was a transfer to the University of Wyoming as well. So 
transfers, sometimes they work out. They work out. Uh, one note before we get into Isaac Shanefeld here is that I will say the stars maybe, just maybe a little bit of success in that realm came from, and Coach Bowl acknowledged it a little bit, that they're still going heavy on high school guys, whereas other programs, they're not looking at high school kids as much. So there are maybe a few less opportunities out there to crack into FBS football. But nonetheless, you still got to get out there. You still got to convince these guys and their families to sign on, to come to Laramie and be a part of the program. So overall, kudos to Craig Bowl and his staff on what looks like a solid class so far. Definitely want to watch out for what could be coming in the transfer portal, as well as, you know, there's another signing period, some more guys, some more high school guys may be added to this class as well. But for right now, let's get to one of these guys who is confirmed. He's signed on the dotted line. Robert Munoz and I talked to him yesterday, fresh off putting pen to paper. The ink was still barely dry. He didn't fax the letter over to Laramie. He, he did it electronically. We got that out of the way. Very quickly, Isaac Shanefeld, phenomenal kid out of Rock Springs, just blown away when I finally got to see him in person there in Laramie in the state championship game. So really excited for him and really excited to see him in a cowboy uniform going forward. All right, very excited now for our guest, Isaac Shanefeld. He's a three-star recruit, folks. Three stars. One, two, three. He's also the only member of the early signing day class from Wyoming to sign with the University of Wyoming. Obviously a huge honor for him and very exciting for us in Wyoming to just cheer for another Wyoming kid. So Isaac, how's it going? You know, how are you feeling on Wednesday signing day here? Uh, I'm super excited. Um, you know, I still am taking it all in and stuff. And so it, I was couple hours after signing it really hit me but I'm super excited so one of the things about signing day is obviously you fax in the letters had you ever seen a fax machine before uh we well we did it electronically so so no still no. hasn't seen a fax no. machine I love it I love it <laughs> well, were, were you nervous putting pen to paper there you know the this is where you're, you're headed to Laramie. It's official. You're officially a Cowboy. You're, you're going to be taking the field at War Memorial Stadium with the rest of the guys as a member of the team, you know. Did any of that hit you? Um, you know, it didn't really make me nervous because I knew that I always kind of had in the back of my head I wanted to play at Wyoming. So, I mean, it, it, I wasn't really nervous. More excited than anything. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's still like, like it hasn't fully hit me yet that I'm going to Wyoming, but like, I don't know. I had a moment today and it was just, it's so crazy. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, I'm not from Wyoming originally. Originally I'm from Arkansas, but I know that growing up in Arkansas, every kid dreams of playing for the university of Arkansas. And I'm sure the dream is similar here with the university of Wyoming. So what does it mean to you to just be going to, UW and being a cowboy and representing the brown and gold um it means a lot like it just I don't know I don't even know how to put this into words but um it it's so it's just all like all the hard work and all the 
all the time and not necessarily money, but like time and energy people have put into me in Rock Springs um, is, I mean, something I can never really pay back, but it's just, it's, I'm so thankful for all of the things people have done for me and all the time they put in for me. And so, you know, I, again, I'm just excited. I don't know what else to say, but I'm just super excited. Yeah. You know how, just how great is that to have the community, just the small community of Rock Springs, just kind of have your back through it all. Um, I, it's, it's amazing. Like, um, like we've had some athletes kind of go to different places and stuff. And so like just seeing the community rally around me and just be hundred percent supportive of it all is, is amazing. Um, you know, I have people throughout the community who I've not really ever met before just say congratulations or, Hey, good job. Just stuff like that. And so it's just awesome. We hadn't had you on the podcast since I finally got to see you in person there in Laramie of all places you can certainly play football so Wyoming's not making you know a wrong move bringing you in here but coach Bowl talked about or maybe it was Ian Ian McGrew talked about today you know they came and brought you in for some workouts before they were confident in offering you what were those workouts like um, so we did like, we just did like kind of NFL draft stuff. So we did like a vertical of 40. Um, and then we did like some catching stuff. And so we did like reaction drills. Um, we did some cone drills, stuff like that. And then um, I remember it was scheduled for an hour and it only went like 30 minutes. So it surprised me. It scared me a little bit too. Um, but I mean, just like basic NFL combine stuff. Do you remember driving over there and thinking like there are some stakes with today's workout. This isn't just the normal workout. Yeah, I, I got, I got really, really nervous. Um, definitely nervous. Um, but I knew that if I just stick with the ability I, I have and trust in myself that it was all going to work out. And if, if I got offered and I didn't even think I was going to offer that day, I thought, I thought it was going to come later down the road, but um, I just knew that if I just trusted myself that, whether I got offered or not, I would be content with, with what I did. Uh, I want to ask you now, after, uh, you know, you said you're a little nervous because of the shortened workout. Um, how nervous? Like, what, what were you thinking there? Um, so I, we had done, like, some catching drills and stuff, and it was just a basic go route. So we just, I just ran down the field. And the first two times I completely missed it, the, the difference from the high school – quarterback level to the college is just insane and so I wasn't really expecting it the first two throws and on the third one they're like just run and don't worry about the ball just run so I ran and then they were like look and so I looked and it just hit my fingertips and fell and so after that coach Bowles like well I've seen all I can see so it, coaches if you got anything else then go ahead but I, I don't need anything else and so maybe made me really nervous wasn't sure what was going on and then they're like all right you can go in and shower and then coach Bowles wants to see you right after so I went in and showered, just, just like almost shaky, just nervous, not knowing what was going on. Thought I messed up something, something like nothing, something like that. I get into his office and he just straight up goes, well, we won't offer you Isaac. So it was, it was crazy. It was a relief when he said that too. That, that's pretty, <laughs> that's an amazing story right there. And it kind, it kind of highlights the fact that, you know, this is nerve wracking for you guys going through this recruiting process how, how was all of this for you, you know, like just what kind of recruiting, I don't know, 
process did you have? Um, so after my junior football season, I had didn't really have, I had no coaches talk to me, and it wasn't until like the middle basketball season until I had uh, coaches calling me and text me and stuff. And um, I remember the first one was like it was Montana Tech, and so he the guy seemed super excited. Um, and so right then it was it was just a big surprise. I didn't think. I had college level potential and stuff. So it was, it was cool to kind of see that I was getting noticed and people were wanting to talk to me and stuff. And then it went from like Montana tech to a couple of uh, other NAI schools. And then uh, Montana state had reached out. Um, and then I went on a visit there and they offered me. And then I think it was a couple of days, like before I went on my Wyoming visit, um, I, I think it's Eastern Washington. They had reached out and were talking to me for a little bit. And so, I mean, it, it was pretty cool to just see different schools and not just in the state, but different schools around just kind of uh, noticing me and uh, reaching out. When you start to draw that interest, does it make you want to work harder? Uh, yes, because it, it's like these schools are calling me and texting me. So what other schools can or what other schools are going to call and text. So, yeah, it, did, it definitely made me want to work harder and push myself a little bit more. Robert, Robert kind of mentioned it earlier, talking about Rock Springs, and you talked about it a little, but what does it mean to you to represent Rock Springs, you know, be, be kind of a light of that community going forward? Um, it means a lot. Like, I've kind of taken on the role, like, for all the little kids, all the little kids that um, – you know, it doesn't, it doesn't matter what your skill level is in junior high. It doesn't matter what your skill level, skill level is in little league. Um, and so I just kind of took on the role that you can, you can do it. It doesn't matter where you're at in little league. It doesn't matter where you're at in uh, junior high, because when high school hits, it's completely different. It's not the same. The coaching's different. The way they see you is different. And so, um, and, and Rock Springs hasn't really had, um, a huge athlete come out either and so it's just it's, it's crazy and I just want to be a role model for all those other people trying to make it or trying to uh, hit big goals or dreams or stuff like that that's awesome that's awesome well what are you most looking forward to when you get to Laramie and you're in the machine if you would you're part of the program you're practicing what are you most looking forward to about that getting bigger getting tougher every day um, just the grind of, of football, because when you're in it, you don't like it so much, but when you come out of it, you're like, dang, I really miss that. And so, um, as much as I, I'm probably not going to like it when I get there, I am really looking forward to just the in and out grinding every day, getting bigger, getting stronger, working technique and working my way up the depth chart to play on Saturdays. I want to go back and ask you just about your, uh, high school career. What was your favorite play or maybe your favorite game, maybe your favorite play that you had um, just throughout your entire career? Uh, I think when we played uh, Cheyenne Central last year, my junior year, um, it was towards like right towards the end of the season. Um, Lenhart had called the play and it was like some, it was a double move route and it was an 80 Brock threw me a, a great pass and it was an 88 yard touchdown. So I, that was probably my favorite play ever. Now, do you remember that play call where you like, I'm going to go score a touchdown on this Lenhart or what were you thinking? 
Um, I don't, I don't remember exactly what I was thinking. I knew we were pinned back. It, we were pinned pretty far back. Um, and I didn't even expect a touchdown out of the play. I just knew if I ran my route right, I'd come open. And I came open, and there was no one in front of me, and I ran as hard as I could to get that touchdown. Is there anything that you're going to miss about playing high school football? Um, probably just, like, the friends, um, the co- definitely the coaching staff. I think we were – this is the closest the team has been to the coaching staff in a long time. Um, so I'll definitely miss, like, Glenn Hart and all those guys. Um, and just, yeah, just being with my friends every day and hanging out and going to practice, going to school and doing all that stuff. You know, having that just camaraderie, especially with the coaching staff, did that kind of bolster you guys to have the season that you had? Yes, I really think it did. I mean, we were with them since spring. Like we were, we would go in after track, after track practice and we'd work routes. We would do different, um, like t- uh, we'd work our technique in the routes. We'd and then other days we'd work uh, like alignment techniques and steps and stuff like that. So we had been together all for this most of the spring, all summer, and then right into the fall when we started season. So uh, we had we had all kind of grown really close together, and we really trusted each other. You mentioned kind of the friends on your high school team here. You're gonna join the tight end room in Laramie. Parker Christensen is from Sheridan. Trayton Welch is a good player. Have you gotten to know those guys at all? Um, on my official, I did meet some of them. I got to meet uh, Trayton. I met Jackson. Uh, I actually met all of them. I met Colin. Uh, yeah, I met Parker. So it was cool to it was cool to see Parker too. Just a kid from Wyoming. Now, it, are you going to have to bring? Are you expecting? him to bring up that Sheridan, you know, they beat you guys. Oh, yeah, he did. He did, too. He didn't bring it up when I met him, so. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Well, one of the things that Robert was fascinated earlier in the year was that Coach Bull mentioned that there's a formation with all the guys from Wyoming. I can't remember the name of the formation, but how exciting is it to, you know, just kind of join that group you know, join the select group of kids from Wyoming that get to represent Wyoming at the University of Wyoming? I think it's super awesome. And the way, and the way Bull approaches that is cool too. Like you're in Wyoming, why not give a, a Wyoming kid the uh, scholarship? So that's really cool. And um, I've already talked to most of the Wyoming kids too, like Andrew Johnson and, and Caleb Driscoll is actually my host when I was up there. Um, so it's just, it's cool to know that, I'm not, I'm going to Wyoming and there's going to be other Wyoming kids who understand other thing. And I'm going to Wyoming and there's no Wyoming kids. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you mentioned Caleb Driscoll. Um, you played against him. Um, I assume you played against him, yeah. right? Uh, yeah. You know, that kid was just, how good was he on the defensive side of the ball in high school as a linebacker? Uh, yeah. So I played him when I, when I was a sophomore and I remember I was so scared to play him because Everyone had talked him up, and he, I mean, he uh, showed it. So um, I knew, like, I was a little sophomore, not not really familiar with the varsity level of play, and just seeing Caleb Disco, I was like, oh, no. And I think at one point I had to block him or something. And, um, yeah, I mean, it was cool. It is cool to go to Wyoming and be his teammate now, too. Well, as you know, we like to talk food 
on the podcast here. So we'll wrap it up with a food question. Where, where's your favorite place to eat in Laramie? I'm sure you haven't been to too many places yet, but so far in your in Laramie experiences, where are you and your family like, yeah, we got to grab, grab some grub here. Uh, McAllister's. I love that. I love that. Yeah. What's your go-to sandwich at McAllister's? Uh, it's the, um, I think it's called the four cheese, uh, grilled cheese or something like that. Nice. Nice. Love it. A fancy grilled cheese from McAllister's. I grew up yeah. on McAllister's, so I rock with that. I rock with that. <laughs> I love it. Well, Isaac Shanefeld, Rock Springs senior, future University of Wyoming Cowboy, now officially Cowboy here coming soon. Looking forward to seeing you out on the field at War Memorial Stadium, and we appreciate the time. Yep, thank you. All right, I hope you guys enjoyed that with Isaac Shanefeld, a three-star recruit. He's one of those three-star guys from this early signing day period class for the Cowboys. Really appreciate his time. Always love talking to him. Great kid. Can't help but wish him nothing but the best going forward and really happy for the Rock Springs community. Isaac Shanefeld is a great guy to put Rock Springs on the map. Obviously, Rock Springs is already on the map here in Wyoming, but Really, really like Isaac and what he potentially brings to the Cowboys into that tight end room. I know Josh loves the tight ends in Laramie, Trayton Welch, Colin O'Brien, Parker Christensen. Good kids, good guys. So hope you've enjoyed this signing day special. We're going to have a previewing the pokes. Josh has cooked up some great guests. I'll be on there as well with him. We're going to put that one out probably Sunday night heading into the game. Josh and I will both be there on the blue turf. Well, Josh will be up in the press box. I'll be trying to run around, keep my footing straight on the blue turf in Boise. So looking forward to that. Enjoy your weekend. and We'll talk to you very soon. Baby